Relationship 911. Three psychological experts. Dr. Ani. If I only had a penis, <laughs> I could rule the world. Dr. Ken. Hey, if you have the data to support that, I'd be willing oh. to see it. Future Dr. Adam, FDA. Why else do you need to get married? I don't understand. One radio producer, producer Danny. Yeah, you tiny thick guys. Yeah, I'm sorry about you guys. And your relationship issues. Monogamy is one billion percent realistic, though. You can sleep with somebody for a year and still never be in a relationship but with them. But do you really? owe them an explanation? If do you... they don't bring it up, and you don't bring it up, then no. Are you going to date somebody that's tall and big and has a big dick? I mean, they're going to want to feel some friction on that. Damn. Relationship 911. Are you ready? Is it possible for someone to have a healthy relationship with themselves and only porn? In other words, there are a lot of people out there who don't have sex with, you know, they're just not. They come home from work, their laptop is their friend, Mm -hmm. and then that's it. Mm -hmm. Can that be healthy? Can you forge a healthy relationship or is it always going to be somebody that's going to separate you from other people? Uh, I can see where people fall into that trap, right, Mm -hmm. of too much and but there's a lot of people for whom that's passes for a good majority of their quote unquote sex life. Right. Well, I mean, it there was that does. new research study on loneliness, right? Mm-hmm. That we're more lonely now than we've ever right. been. And that's because a lot of our time is embedded in social media, which is it, it's a tool, right? It can help us be connected to people that we're physically apart from. So you can sext with your, you know, your significant other. You can, you know, have do all kinds of great fun things when you're apart sexually because of this tool. At the same time, if you over rely on it, it can actually cause disconnection. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you no longer seek um, other partners, human partners, because you're satisfied. I mean, ho- I mean, hopefully. I mean, I hear, I've heard, I know three people for sure that have told me they are super, super lonely and um, right now in their lives, and they are on their social media a lot, oh. but. That at least they have that trigger of like this isn't working for me. Got it. I'm more afraid for the people that never get really lonely, go. or the loneliness doesn't become so overwhelming that they don't that they it causes them to not do anything about it. I think it's so easy these days to be lonely. Like that's kind of a weird way a weird way to put it, but you can literally do everything on your own now. You don't have to have any interaction. <laughs> I mean, besides maybe your like Postmates person handing you the the food. And I think it gives you a false sense of happiness, for lack for lack of a better word, where you're like, man, this is this is convenient. I don't need to leave the house. This is super easy for me. I wake up, I do what I need to do to make a living, and everything gets gets delivered to me. But what we're missing as a society is that we have to have that human to human interaction at some point. And I think it it becomes really easy to kind of get in that routine and then and then later go oh i'm miserable and i didn't i don't know how i got here or how to change it or how to yeah, change especially it. how to yeah. change it because like, it is easy and it leads to it's higher higher rates of suicide right like it lo- i can't remember the two major what if you guys remember it's like what loneliness and like disconnect from people uh-huh. that are feeling like they're depression i can't yeah. remember exactly what it is but it leads to higher risk of suicide and so that's a major factor right there as well and so, like, what do we do to change that, right? When you get stuck in these situations and you're not, like, already in a relationship with somebody and you've kind of had those I think basic that's a needs good, met. So. That's a great one. Like, what can I do if I recognize myself and what you just said? I think what people try to do is they go on their social media. They go, oh, I, I'm, I'm lonely. I'm, I'm, I need to go post whatever, whatever's bothering me. Or it makes you feel more lonely. And it's worse. Yeah, it makes you only it, get three it likes worse. instead of twenty five. Exactly. Likes, There's like nothing it. that you can do on social media that's ever gonna 
make up for whatever that that emotional connection is that you're that you're seeking yeah. that you're trying to find. So you guys know I'm a big giant freak. So I'm about to just tell you one additional way I'm a big freak because for my whole life, like since I was four years old, almost every day of my life, I think, what do I want my life to be about? Like, what's important to me? How do I want to live my life? And so for me, Weirdo. I'm, uh, right, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I've never been one of those people that like life just happens to you. I'm like, no, I got to go out there and make make my life happen. OK, well, what kind of life do I want that to yeah, yeah, look yeah. like and be like? And so it's it's kind of um, it's hard for me to relate to people that get really lost in their social media. I don't have any social media. I've, yeah. It's never appealed to me, honestly. Yeah. You don't know because what you're missing. I, I, oh, I see <laughs> it all the time. That's a serious point. No, no, I, no, I do, I do think that I am less connected to my friends. Yeah. Um, I pay a I'm price, for sure, yeah. because I'm not, I don't have Facebook. Um, I don't see what their kids are doing every single day or when they go on vacation or whatever. Um, so I, I definitely do pay a price, but at the same time... Um, I just think to answer your question and not to say, oh, wow, look how great my life is. But it's more like I think just the effort to ask, like, what do I want from this day? Mm -hmm. What are my goals for this day? What What's my mission for this day? What am I about today? Um, because I think what happens is that people that isn't clear to them and then they have this thing in their hand that appeals to yeah. their yeah. id, their emotions. Yeah. And that ends up guiding the rest of their day. And they get done. They're like, what was my life about? It's a well, very I just saw what everybody else did. Yeah, yeah exactly. it's a passive way of living. How do you wake up in the morning and make those goals? And how do you stay in the how do you stay in the moment? You know, there are a lot of days when I wake up with a lot of anxiety, honestly. Um I it's just like well, well, the first thing, and I've talked about this on the show, it's like sometimes I just tell myself I just make it to the sink. I just make it to the sink and wash <laughs> wow. my face yeah, yeah. and start my day, yeah, yeah. you know? And it's just like one little step at a time. And and I heard about this probably over 25 years ago, but some millionaire uh, put out some announcement, if you can teach me how to stay on task with my goals, I'll give you a million dollars. And the person that won was basically somebody told him just make a list of – make a list – of 10 things you want to accomplish and put the most important thing at the top and then work your way down. And that's what I do. I, I have a book and I keep my list of things I want to do today and I love checking them off. Mm -hmm. Um, and you know, the extra things I actually create time for Like this is my extra time. This is the stuff where I'm going to like have fun, frivolous time and do whatever I want. Maybe that means I'm on Instagram Maybe it means I'm listening to some audiobook or whatever. But um well, yeah, it's just just kind of keeping a list of what goals. I want to do. Yeah, and yeah. I think I think social media has I think there's a per, there's a human propensity to be somewhat passive to some extent. And that social media and the internet and everything that has changed in society has just ramped that up in an exponential way. Where um you know, if you if you're if you're at a job, it's it's really hard to stay on task and and do the things that you want to accomplish because there are so many external forces oh, and yeah. so many external demands that that come down that that you it feels like you're running on a hamster wheel a lot of times. Mm -hmm. And then social media and and everything that makes things so convenient, like email convenient, where it's all coming to you and you're just trying to keep up 
on the hamster wheel and then you get to the end of the day and you go, I didn't do anything I wanted to do today. Right. And so I think it's really admirable that um, even if you're not checking off all those boxes, that that's how you enter the day sure. is is putting those things those things in place to go attack the day instead of letting the the day attack happen you. to you. Yeah. Another best practice that somebody that I've kind of adopted is is not responding to email during the day. Yeah. To leave it yeah, till yeah. the end of the day. Um, I personally, I like to leave it till at night when I get people down and to sleep and then I'll dive into some of my emails. But if I address emails as they come in during the day, I will get nothing, nothing. done. Nothing. But the, but the reason I do that is is because of my anxiety, honestly, because I'm like, they like just sent me, they need something. Yeah. And um, what if I don't respond to them right away? And so I, I let my pers- kind of perceived um, thoughts about their needs override my goals and I get sucked in. But I think even underneath that, there's a certain level of anxiety about accomplishing your goals. Mm-hmm. Um, I, at least I experience a certain level of anxiety when I'm moving towards my goals, the closer I get to follow through and accomplishment, because that isn't a pattern I've completely made friends with that I feel really good, that I've integrated into my identity, there is a part of me that almost for every task, when I'm about 95% done, I want to stop. Yeah. That's, you're yeah, so right. Avoiding, I, I, yeah. right? Yeah. That's yeah. so right. That yeah. anxious and avoidance it's just thing. That, yeah. Just yeah. because sure. and I just, follow through and completion is not a, a solid part of my identity yet. That's the part when you said it, I went, that's it. Because that I'm just not familiar in that space. It mm-hmm. feels foreign to me. Mm-hmm. So yeah. So you, you want to go back to the, yeah, the familiar space safe. of like yeah, not getting yeah. stuff done. Yeah. Yeah, do you think? Living in your anxiety. I yeah. think, I think the four of us, I, I think we're kind of agreeing that that's kind of who, who we are. Right. Where do you think that came from? Because I've 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 thought about this a lot where and I don't know. Where I don't know what it is. From? If I if it's if it's, uh, you know, how I was raised, how um, I, if it's if it's just my own neuroses that, are, that have come up through the years. Why is it that I'm not? Letting myself, I feel like it's inherited. I think that we as a society inherited the fact that we don't deserve it. Uh-huh. We don't deserve to have everything go our way. And what you know, somehow it seems to be a conversation that a lot of people have. Yeah, at some level or other. Do you think it's protective in some way? Right. Where like it meaning? Uh, yeah, yeah. You have to step into the responsibility of your own success, uh-huh. and that's tough for people. That's, and that a lot of people can't recognize it. Yeah. yeah, but when you get close to it, I think here's the thing. I think that like climbing a mountain climbing. When you're close to it, you begin to feel this incredible sense of accomplishment that if you learn to latch on to that, it'll get you to the past that abyss Uh where you're feeling like I may just fall off this project and stop. So I think we're focusing on the fact that this is normal when you're feeling anxious in this period of your life, you know, when you're trying to get successful, that that should be the normal. You should expect well, that. it should be the optimal, right? Like it should be like the optimal level of whatever it is that you're trying to accomplish, right? If well, it's like an MMA fighter that yeah. goes in and their adrenaline's too high, they're gonna have an adrenaline dump and then they can't perform. Now, if you go in there too passive and you're not at that level, so it's really finding for everybody. Well, I mean, like the anxiety to recognize it's part of the process. In other words, when you're in this part, like any champion, you're going to be in this part that most people don't feel, and this is part of that process to getting used to that. I think has been helpful in my life because to have somebody say, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. When you get to that part of your life, you're going to get crazy. You're going to feel like you're an imposter, you know, Mm -hmm. and that's normal for this kind of a trek. 
So I think getting to realize that. that, that so may, someone giving you permission almost. Uh, almost, like This yeah. is going to happen. Oh, yeah. And I'll hear it in, in uh, online uh, courses or somebody giving us a, a master class saying, you know, if you're get, all writers have the same uh, creative inspiration. First, they clean everything in their house. Mm. And the first time I heard that, I thought, that's so right on because that's what my process is. I have to do all the other things first right. before I sit down. What is that? I'm afraid of falling into that creative process because I'm not in control in a true sense, what I'm creating. It's just happening. And I, I, when, I, when you fall into it, hours pass and then you pop out. Mm-hmm. And you're ex- I'm just exhilarated when that happens. But getting to start that process, yeah. you have to jump into that because it doesn't feel right. It feels strange to say, I can do this. And then you like people say, how do you write comedy? I don't know. But I know that if I clean everything else in the house first, <laughs> scrub all the floors, and then get to it, I'm writing jokes. So it's like, I don't understand. But I'm afraid of my own creative process. That makes sense? I mean, at the yeah. risk of sounding like a psychologist, <laughs> I think that... Uh, you are. Um, <laughs> I think it kind of goes back to intimacy, because when we accomplish our personal goals, we are alone with ourselves. Yeah, Bingo! And, and it's scary. And it's scary to be alone with yourself. The, it's a death moment because we're going to die yeah. alone. Right? It's a death moment. So when we wow. hit that our goals, sense. we are alone with ourselves. And that can be very, very well, overwhelming. No. Um, also, just to kind of piggyback on that, sorry for cutting you off, but like just how you identify after that. Like mm-hmm. you've been this person for whatever amount of time, whether it's accomplishing like a degree of some sort or finding a job opportunity and really reaching that that top part, you're losing yes. that other identity that you have and for so And sometimes you're losing relationships sure. yes. with it. Yes. Um, I think that there's five of us in the room. I don't know Mike's story as well, but I know the four of us, I think, are at the tip of the spear in terms of education and success in our families. Mm-hmm. And yeah. that can be very, very isolating and lonely. And so there's a loyalty conflict. You can stay back with your crew mm. Um, or you are at the tip of the spear, you're taking your legacy of your family forward into a new arena, but that is going to change relationships. Mm-hmm. That's going to um, maybe mm-hmm. uh, cost you some relationships, and that can be very lonely and very scary. Um, and there's no blueprint on how to navigate that. No. Yeah, there's no. It's like it's like. Well, <laughs> you surround yourself with other people that are doing the same, and there's exactly. a lot of them. So try. Getting on a podcast and talking about your intimate relationship problems and have your family. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I've been there. <laughs> yeah. I was just explaining earlier that my coworkers are finding our podcast mm-hmm. and are delighting in it, but also finding out more about me than I think right. I wanted them to know. <laughs> so I just have to give it up. Because I can't, once it's the yeah. cat's out yeah. of the bag, they walk in the other direction in. when they see you. No, you know, no, <laughs> no, the opposite happens. I swear to God. Yeah, exactly. I want to know a lot more about you. Exactly. I'm yeah. waiting for phone numbers in my back pocket, but that hasn't happened yet. <laughs> um, no, I would, no, no. I would be remiss, though, if I didn't name the big elephant in the room, at least to me, which is just being a female and being successful right. um, mm. is. Ah, a recipe for disaster in your life many, many times. I think that um, uh, success for women is threatening to a lot of people, including other women. Oh, Um, yeah. And so just accomplishing any goals can be just a minefield for anybody from an underrepresented population Mm -hmm. um, in general, men and women. And so 
So there is this internal process that you have to kind of uh, reckon with, but so many external mixed messages. Um, right now, I say that the Me Too movement is a great thing, but it's really for skinny, beautiful women. Um, there's a lot of, of women that are normal size or overweight or not what society thinks of as beautiful, and they don't have a voice yet because the only people that get a voice are people that are telegenic. And so um, I think, think that so. Me Too good needs good to really transform. Um, and uh, that's a whole other segment. I was going to yeah. say, we just took on porn on this one. Let's do that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's a great one. Yeah. Okay. Well, this, that wraps up a good one. Well, that wraps up another segment. All right. To be continued. Relationship 911 is produced by Danny Lemos Creative and the LA Radio Studio. Producer Mike Stark. Executive producers Anita Hamilton and Danny Lemos. Social media coordinator, Amanda De La Torre. Our Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter handles are all Relationship911. Our email is Relationship911 at gmail.com. Enjoy your week and enjoy your relationships. <laughs>